In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here with Ben Allwright. Ben, how are you, buddy? I'm Ben Allwright. Very, very good. And Ben, the first thing I want to know is there's some rumours about Gerald McCoy. Have you heard anything at all? Uh, there is some some interest there uh, from Cleveland. It's it's really uh, you know a pragmatic thing. Is you know how much what are they getting? How much they're going to have to give up? Um, obviously, they've got some flexibility right now, and McCoy really only has one year left on the deal. It's a, it's a three year deal left, but only one of them has guaranteed money on it. So. Um, you know, it's a situation where uh, McCoy would, they, you know, they, they would lose all the leverage if he decided to hold out if he was good. And if he was not, well, then they could just cut him. So really, they're just trying to explore their options. But I have a sneaking suspicion that's going to be something that gets done. We'll see. Ah, okay. And what, what do you think roughly it would cost the Browns to get him? Uh, from what I understand, Duke and a draft pick. But we'll see. Um, that was just, you know, that was something that was presented as uh, spitballing uh, compensation rather than actually discussed compensation. So we'll see on that. And do you think it'd be a good move for the Browns? Uh, yeah. I mean, somebody of Gerald's talent, you know, if he can still play, why not? Um, get him for a year, try out, see if he's still got it in him. If he doesn't, then, then you cut him at no harm, no foul after that. And, you know, if, if he does work out, well, then you've either got somebody who can who can man the middle uh, in a rotation for the next couple of years or somebody you can trade and pick up more assets. So, uh, you know, I feel like if you're the Browns this year, you're kind of pushing all in on a Super Bowl run. So why not? There was uh, another Browns player that got mentioned or potentially trading was uh, Joe Schobert. Did you hear anything about that at all? Um, that is a name that's out there, but I don't know, uh, especially to Tampa, I don't know that, that he would be um, the traded guy. They, they obviously just drafted Devin White, uh, and their linebacking core is actually pretty solid now, um, you know, with uh, uh, Levante David and Shaq Barrett and, and Devin White. And so I, I don't know, um, even though they're switching to a 34, I, I don't know where Schobert fits. Is it a rotational guy? Is that really what you're trading for? So. We'll see. Um, his name has been floated out there, you know, as somebody that's "quote unquote" expendable by the Browns. But I don't know that. Um, I don't know that he would be in the trade there. Yeah, and Ben, how do you feel the uh, Browns did uh, overall in the draft? Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't shock and awe, but you know, you got Greedy, who's a great cover corner. Although you you're gonna have to you know pick and choose how you use him probably line him up in the slot a bit because he's he just doesn't want to tackle and he's not a guy you can have on the outside on the edge setting the edge um in the run game um the, when you look at the draft through the context of the fact that they traded that first pick for Odell Beckham the draft looks that much better um you, and you have to include that because if you don't then all of a sudden you look at this class you're like well you know they got a couple of guys but um you know overall eh. but 
again, this is a team that has a pretty solid two deep. So, you know, drafting a bunch of guys this year doesn't really do a lot of good for the Browns. Are they going to make the team? Team. I mean, when you've got a solid two deep, that's 44 players. Plus your kicker, punter, and long snapper, well, that's 47. Well, now all of a sudden, on a 53-man roster, you've only got six spots available. Um, so drafting eight, nine, ten guys isn't really going to help you because some of those guys aren't even going to make the roster. So you never want to draft more guys that are going to make your roster because that's just a wasted pick. So if, if you get to a situation like that, trading out is, you know, is the best move and roll those picks forward to a future year and give yourself more flexibility. And uh, was there any, besides uh, Greedy, any other names that really stood out for you that you liked that the Browns drafted? Um, you know, I thought there were a couple solid players. I didn't think there was anything that jumped out at me as, as, as wow. Um, uh, one of them, uh, you know, has got some character concerns there. Um, if he's over him, he could be a bit of a linebacker. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Taki Taki. But, um, you know, other than, uh, you know, other than that, nobody jumped out at me. I don't think any of those guys are going to be what you would call uh, impact starters. Um, they got the big tackle there who could develop into something, the big offensive lineman. Um, you know, he could develop into something. But I, I don't think in terms of year one impact, I think Greedy's probably the only year one impact guy that they drafted. Yeah, okay. And looking across the, the division, uh, the Steelers and the Ravens, they drafted quite well. Do you think uh, they've done enough to uh, maybe compete or push Browns off the top spot? I, you know, I don't think so. The Steelers, uh, they've got their own, you know, kind of internal schism going on. Um, that defense is still a work in progress, uh, especially in the back half. Um, you know, and then on offense, uh, Le'Veon Bell obviously didn't play last year, but losing Antonio Brown is going to hurt you. I don't know that, that Juju is going to be as effective with no Antonio Brown opposite him. You know, we'll kind of we'll see. They did add Devin Bush to the top of the draft. That's going to give them some help covering the tight end, which when they're playing Baltimore, who looks like they're going to come out in some kind of five tight end formation, <laughs> agent signing. So that, that might be helpful. But, you know, I don't think, um, you know, I, I think Pittsburgh is the team that they're going to have to compete with. I don't think Baltimore is going to be that good next year. I think they're going to take a step back. I've talked to some defensive players from the Ravens uh, who, who left the team, you know, this offseason. And they were upset uh, that the Ravens didn't put Joe Flacco in at halftime of that playoff game against the Chargers after they'd, they'd figured Lamar Jackson out. Um, you know, some of those guys were, you know, vet longtime veterans, and they said, this might be my only or my last shot at getting a Super Bowl. And, you know, they squandered it on a guy who can't throw. Uh, and that's people who used to be that guy's teammates. So, um, you know, I, I think Lamar Jackson is not as advertised. I don't, I don't think he's all that good. Uh, I think he got figured out by the Chargers, and I think other teams are going to copy that blueprint. And I'm not sure that he rises above that. I, I didn't think he was all that great a passer in college. Um, you know, so we'll see. But I, I think the division is pretty much between the, you know, the Browns and the Steelers. Uh, I liked some of the moves that the Bengals made, but I don't think that they're anywhere near ready to compete. Yeah, and uh, were you surprised that the Steelers made the trade up? That's very unlike the Steelers. Um, no, not really, because once once TJ Hawkinson went to the Lions, the Broncos they would have taken Devin Bush if they hadn't traded back. But ultimately, um, you know, they they really wanted a dynamic tight end uh, because Joe Flacco kind of needs one, and and uh, you know the offense that they're going to be running really needs one. If you ever, if you watch the Niners' offense last year with Kittle, they're going to be running kind of the same offense. So I think. Um, I, I'm not surprised necessarily that they traded up. 
Um, I think they, they had a desperate need for an inside linebacker, and, and Bush was the only one that was on the board that was worth anything at that point. So um, I, I'm not surprised that they did that. Um, I, I think, you know, and I think Bush is going to be a good player, but I still think they've got problems on that, on that defense in pass coverage. Yeah, great. And uh, Ben, what, what's uh, next with the Browns? Do you see us making any other moves uh, between now and the start of the season? Uh, no, there's, there's still a possibility, obviously, of Gerald McCoy, which we talked about. Uh, there's a possibility they could make a move for Darren Lee, uh, the Jets linebacker. Um, we'll kind of see how that goes. There's some several parties that are kind of interested in Darren Lee, but, um, you know, the Jets' asking price was ridiculous. Um, so that everybody's trying to get them to come down, I think, off their asking price because they were, they were nowhere near where they needed to be with that. Yeah, great. All right, great, Ben. And uh, tell us, where in the world are you at the moment? Uh, I am back in Denver, Colorado. I, I just left uh, Broncos headquarters about five minutes ago, right as we were starting the show here. I am uh, in my car and on the way home. Excellent. Well, look, Ben, thank you very much for the uh, update. I'm looking forward to seeing you hopefully uh, in Denver this year. I'm going to fly out uh, to see the Browns versus the Broncos. So uh, hopefully... If I don't see you in London before, I get to finally meet you in uh, Denver. Well, we will definitely make that work one way or the other. Excellent. All right, Ben, thanks a lot for your time this evening. All right, take care. Take care, Ben. Yep.